Uh, Fadi, you're back on Behind the Gloves with another interview. I'm joined by the one, the only, Huey Fury. Huey, you're back out again in Manchester. How are you? Yeah, good. Feeling good, feeling great. Just ready to rock and roll now. You've, um, look, you've had a tough career. Also. You were taking fights at will, fighting, facing anyone, and you're still young. What's the sort of goal plan going into 2020? You've got a bit bright future ahead of you. What's your goal to go into 2020? Like I say, all the experience of that has put me instead of where I am today. So it's a great learning and uh, everyone's going to see a great, um, a big difference on uh, Saturday night. And all them fights have put me to this. I've been fighting with one hand, basically, in all these fights. So um, now they're going to see me fight with two hands. So I'm looking forward to it. When you say one hand, was there a certain issue with the other? Can you explain that? Yeah, like I say to you, it's like uh, on the higher levels, I've been struggling, basically just fighting with one hand, my right hand, but it all makes sense um, on uh, Saturday night. What different uh, difference are we seeing? Is there anything in the style that you're possibly switching to? What do you mean? Yeah, everything. You're going to see a completely different um, UE Fury. So I'm just, uh, like I say, I'm not going to say too much, but I'm just looking forward to uh, showing the world. Who are you targeting going into 2020? You've already faced big names, so I'm sure there's no sort of, um, oh, am I ready for this level, or am I ready for that level? Who are you face, uh, looking to face in 2020? It doesn't bother me, like you said, all my career. I've not really bothered who we're getting that ring with, so I'm capable to have them rematches again, and um, like I say, I've only come up short. The only person who's beaten me there is myself, so I'm looking forward to getting them fights again. You're on an undercard of a brilliant main event between Scott Quigg and John O'Carroll. It's going to be an absolute war. Both, both styles clashing really well. Who do you see winning that fight? I say it's going to be a tough fight because you've got like, um, obviously two, uh, two fights was both coming to fight. And uh, like I say, it's a 50-50. You've got the young gun against the whole dog. So it's whoever wants it more on the night. So I'm not really giving a prediction on that, but it's going to be a tough fight. I've got to also speak on the division you are in, the heavyweight division is just absolutely crazy right now. We've seen some great fights over the last few weeks. Obviously, Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder. Um, Tyson speaking about taking it to Deontay the whole week, the whole build-up to the fight, and a lot of people didn't believe him. He did. He stopped Deontay Wilder. What was your assessment of the performance? Listen, you couldn't fault the performance. He done spot on, and uh, like you say, he's proved to everyone that he is the best. And uh, like you say, you can't fault that. And he, listen, done unbelievable. What do you make of Deontay Wilder's 40 pound suit excuse? Listen, it's bullshit at the end of the day. At the end of the day, Tyson was the heavier man and he'd done exactly what he said he was going to do, put his weight on him and bullied him in there. He made him look like a flyweight, didn't he? So, like you say, people can say things, excuses or whatever, the same thing will happen again. Yeah, I was going to actually say, the third fight is um, apparently that uh, they've triggered the release, um, sorry, the... Um the clause that they had for the third fight. Looks like it's going to be taking place in uh, July. Do you think, obviously you're saying Tyson's going to win again. Do you think it's going to be faster? Do you think it's going to be more emphatic? Yeah, I think Tyson's got his number now, so I reckon it's going to probably be exactly the same or even quicker. Do you think Deontay's lost that aura that he had? You know, everyone was talking about his power. Do you think he's lost that now? No, listen, he's a very dangerous man, um, Deontay, but like I say, Tyson's got his number and I don't think he can do anything with Tyson. He's in his head. All the heavyweight belts are in the UK. Obviously, Anthony Joshua holding uh, the rest of the heavyweight belts. The fans want to see that fight. They're number one, number two, however you put it. They've both got the belts. How would that fight play out for you? Listen, like I say, Tyson's proved himself over and over again. And I can only ever see one winner. But that fight will definitely happen. Do you rate um, Fury as probably the best in the last 10 years? Yeah, 100%. He's proven it. And uh, I think that's probably maybe his last fight with uh, Joshua. All right, Hugh, I'm looking forward to see you out on Saturday night. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Hey, Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and also hit the bell button so that you can get alerts every time we upload a new video.
Before you're back on Behind the Gloves with another interview, I'm joined by Saturday night's main event, John O'Carroll. John, how are you? I'm good, my man. I'm good. Thank you. When this fight was announced, the first thing that came to my head is, I think a lot of people are going to leave with a headache because both of you come forward. It's a clash of styles. I mean, really, you can't sell this fight any better. No, the thing is, listen, it's uh, styles make fights these days. I just think uh, our, our styles are definitely going to gel well. It's going to be a, a fantastic show. And I'm looking forward to putting on a masterclass performance come Saturday night. You've been very vocal. You said you're going to play with him in, in the ring. Where did this? Yeah, where, when, <laughs> where did this needle like start? Listen, it's not even a needle. I just like getting into people's heads, really, uh, because it gives me it gives myself motivation. You know, it's not really got to do with him. We don't really care about him. But I know if I'm not annoying him, he's going to train hard. He's going to come at it, and he's going to give me his best shot. You know what I mean? So uh, I like disrespecting people just plainly for the simple fact that then they come hunter for my head and uh, it makes me be on my toes, it makes me think, it makes me walk harder when I'm feeling tired, I don't want to go for that jog, you're like, oh, I disrespect him, I bet you he's going for that jog, you know what I mean? So, uh, I, I, in the back of my head, it just makes me walk harder and that's all that matters. He's obviously moving up in weight, you've been up in, I didn't know you're walking around weight, he's about 70 kilo, that's crazy, so you must bulk up quite a bit. Do you think that's going to be your main advantage on Saturday? I don't think that's my main advantage. I think I have a better hand speed. I think I have better footwork. I've definitely better head movement. So uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to my game that um, I haven't really even felt like I've, I've given the fans. You know, I've done it in sparring. I've, I've produced some amazing top-class sparring and stuff like that. But I just don't feel that uh, the fans have seen the true what what I'm made of. You know what I mean? I think his style is gonna is gonna really help. You know? You've obviously um, both had um, defeats at the highest level, at world level. What did you learn mainly from that Tevin Farmer loss? Because I mean, Tevin Farmer is world class. What did you learn from that loss? I learned a lot. You know what I mean? I learned that I rushed the pace too much. Uh, I learned that I threw a lot of a lot of punches too early and not not clean, cool, powerful punches. I just thrown so many punches. I just got a bit excited, and uh, I feel like I, I learned a lot from that fight. You know, I wasn't smart. And that I put it all down to my experience. Now that I've gained that experience, I have that knowledge. It's only going to help me in the future. So I'm very thankful that that fight happened the way it did. Now your best of friends. Yeah, listen, me and Tevin are killed. Watching the stories, I'm like, whoa. Yesterday, the day before, you know, me and Tevin takes a lot. Um, he's a nice fella. Personally, I like him, you know. But same thing, if we if we had a fight, me and him would be going at each other again. It's just similar, yeah, because it's, it is what it is, mate. It's a fight is a fight. At the end of the day, you're getting in there to punch each other's heads in, and I just try to make it exciting as possible for the fans, for everyone. Because at the end of the day, this is entertainment business, so I try to entertain. You obviously came up short against Jojo Diaz. What did you think of that fight, and uh, how would the rematch play out? Do you know what? I think he I think he done his weight a little bit wrong in the Jojo Diaz fight because, and I think he had really good spars in the gym, which. I have to think maybe he left some of the best rounds that he had was in the gym. You know, I felt like he was a little bit tired and he seemed like he was a bit drained in the in the fight. And he said that to me himself afterwards. I just felt like I had no power. I think I'd done the weight a bit, bit dodgy and whatnot. So yeah, I've seen him wearing sweatsuits and all the week of the fight. And just that's not good for anybody. How can you deplete your body and then try to perform at your, at your best? It's just not, it's not a good mix, you know? And uh, just uh, got, moving on to my final questions, obviously your main event, this was meant to happen in Saudi, right, in uh, December. Do you think it's a, a blessing in disguise now you have your own main event here in Manchester? Yeah, for sure. You know what? Like, I was a bit, I was a bit devastated that it didn't happen in Saudi because obviously all lawyers, it would have been definitely to a bigger, better fan base. But at the same time, <clears throat> now we're topping the bill. It's built around us more. Uh, just goes to show that we can sell our arenas by ourselves. And um, I just think it's better, better publicity for myself. Um, 
it's amazing. This is what dreams are made of for me. I want to be top and builders. I don't really want to be on all the cards. But at the same time, you need to do that. You need to, you need to build, build yourself up. You need to work on your... It's basically like a trade, you know what I mean? You do your four years, and I've done my four years, and now I feel like I'm ready for that. That apprenticeship is done, you know? So now I'm here, I'm ready. Graduated. Thank you for that. Uh, and lastly, I just want to ask you, um, the hot topic of the week has been obviously the heavyweights. So Tyson Fury go over to America and defeat Deontay Wilder. First of all, what did you make of uh, Tyson's performance? And also, what did you make of Deontay's um, whole suit situation? You know, he said that he was 40 pounds too heavy and his legs were too weak. Mate, it's just ridiculous. I don't like any excuses in boxing. It doesn't matter if you have the excuse. Like, when I went on one prize fight with a tall ligament in me, in me knuckle, I had three fights that night with a tall ligament from the previous fight. You know, so... I still won it that night, so it's like you can make excuses or you can you can just not come up with excuses. Just take the feel like a man. I would have had way more respect from him if you had just said, you know what, the better man won on night. As simple as that. Uh, I thought Tyson Fury boxed amazingly. Um, I was very very impressed, as always I am. Um, the man speaks it and he, he sees. Literally, it. he spoke it into uh, reality. Spoke it into existence, and do you know what he does? He's done that his whole career, so. Nah, fair play to Tyson, he's, he's a legend. The, the heavyweight belts are in England now, and uh, we want to see that big fight between AJ and Fury. Who would win that fight if that eventually did get made? I don't know, do you know what, it's a very exciting fight, but I just, I'd have to go with my man Tyson Fury just for the simple fact that he's never came up short against anyone, you know, and I just feel like, uh, I feel, obviously AJ has, you know, so just recently, so I think, um, I think Ruiz showed that he can be beaten and he's not invincible. But there's no one who's been able to do that to Fury. And it's not because Fury's a big hitter, he's a scary man. He's just annoying and hard to hit, you know what I mean? He keeps fainting and he, he's very tricky, he's awkward. Um, he's, just, he's just a great fighter. I have a lot of respect for Tyson Fury. And I think, I think his actual power and his boxing game is un underestimated. You have to have power when you're 19 stone. Yeah, of course you do. But the thing is, because he has a fat belly that everyone thinks that ah, he's not great. Man, the man hits hard, but he, when he's heaviest, he's at his best, you know, so I just think he's a, he's a phenomenal athlete and uh, it's just mad that he has the body shape that he has. It just goes to show that we all don't have to be ripped and he's, he's a heavyweight, he doesn't have to be making weight, you know what I mean? So he doesn't have to be cutting his calories. I think he boxes at his best when he's when he's up 19 down and he proved that he proved that the other weekend, you know, so. All right, John, all the best on Saturday night and I appreciate your time. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Hey Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and also hit the bell button so that you can get alerts every time we upload a new video. Before you back on Behind the Gloves with another interview, I'm joined by Saturday night's main event, John O'Carroll. John, how are you? I'm good, my man. I'm good, thank you. When this fight was announced, the first thing that came to my head is, I think a lot of people are going to leave with a headache, because both of you come forward, it's a clash of styles. I mean, really, you can't sell this fight any better. No, the thing is, listen, it's uh, styles make fights these days. I just think uh, our, our styles are definitely going to gel well. It's going to be a, a fantastic show. I'm looking forward to putting on a masterclass performance come Saturday night. You've been very vocal. You said you're going to play with him in, in the ring. Where did this? Yeah, where, when, <laughs> where did this needle like start? Listen, it's not even a needle. I just like getting into people's heads, really, uh, because it gives me it gives myself motivation. You know, it's not really good to deal with him. We don't really care about him, but I know if I'm not annoying him, he's going to train hard. He's going to come at it, and he's going to give me his best shot. You know what I mean? So uh, I like disrespecting people just plainly for the simple fact that then they come hunter from my head and uh, it makes me be on my toes, it makes me think, it makes me walk harder when I'm feeling tired, I don't want to go for that jog, you're like, oh, I disrespect him, I bet you he's going for that jog, you know what I mean? So, uh, I, I, 
in the back of my head it just makes me walk harder and that's all I'm asked. He's obviously moving up in weight, you've been up in I didn't know you're walking around weight is about 70 kilo, that's crazy. So you must bulk up quite a bit. Do you think that's going to be your main advantage on Saturday? I don't think that's my main advantage, I think I have a better hand speed, I think I have better footwork, I've definitely better head movement. So uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot to my game that um, I haven't really even felt like I've, I've given the fans, you know, I've done it in sparring, I've, I've produced some amazing top class sparring and stuff like that, but I just don't feel that uh, the fans have seen the true what what I'm made of, you know what I mean? I think his style is gonna is gonna really help, you know. You've obviously um, both had um, defeats at the highest level, at world level. What did you learn mainly from that Tevin Farmer loss? Because I mean, Tevin Farmer is world class. What did you learn from that loss? I learned a lot, you know what I mean. I learned that I rushed the pace too much. Uh, I learned that I threw a lot of foot, a lot of punches too early and not not clean, cool, powerful punches. I just thrown so many punches, I just got a bit excited. And uh, I feel like I, I learned a lot from that fight, you know. I, I wasn't smart and that I put it all down to my experience. Now that I've gained that experience, I have that knowledge, it's only going to help me in the future. So I'm very thankful that that fight happened the way it did. Now your best of friends? Yeah, listen, me and Devin are killed. Watching the stories, I'm like, whoa. Yesterday or the day before, you know, me and Devin takes a lot. Um, he's a nice fella. Personally, I like him, you know, but same thing, if we, if we had a fight, me and him would be going at each other again. It's just similar, yeah, because it is what it is, mate. It's, a fight is a fight. At the end of the day, you're getting in there to punch each other's heads in. And I just try to make it as exciting as possible for the fans, for everyone, because at the end of the day, this is entertainment business. So I try to entertain. You obviously came up short against Jojo Diaz. What did you think of that fight and uh, how would the rematch play out? Do you know what? I think, he, I think he done his weight a little bit wrong in the Jojo Diaz fight because, and I think he had really good spars in the gym, which... I have think maybe he left some of the best rounds that he had was in the gym. You know, I felt like he was a little bit tired and he seemed like he was a bit drained in the in the fight. And he said that to me himself afterwards. I just felt like I had no power. I think I'd done the weight a bit, bit dodgy and whatnot. So yeah, I've seen him wearing sweatsuits and all the week of the fight and just that's not good for anybody. How can you deplete your body and then try to perform at your, at your best? It's just not, it's not a good mix, you know? And uh, just uh, got, moving on to my final questions, obviously your main event, this was meant to happen in Saudi, right, in uh, December. Do you think it's a, a blessing in disguise now you have your own main event here in Manchester? Yeah, for sure. You know what? Like, I was a bit, I was a bit devastated that it didn't happen in Saudi because obviously all lawyers, it would have been definitely to a bigger, better fan base. But at the same time, <clears throat> now we're topping the bill. It's built around us more. Uh, just goes to show that we can sell our arenas by ourselves. And um, I just think it's better, better publicity for myself. Um, it's amazing. This is what dreams are made of for me. I want to be top and build. I don't really want to be on undercards. But at the same time, you need to do that. You need to, you need to build, build yourself up. You need to work on your... It's basically like a trade, you know what I mean? You do your four years and I've done my four years. And now I feel like I'm ready for that. That apprenticeship is done, you know? So now I'm here, I'm ready. Graduated. Thank you for that. Uh, and lastly, I just want to ask you, um, the hot topic of the week has been obviously the heavyweights. We saw Tyson Fury go over to America and defeat Deontay Wilder. First of all, what did you make of uh, Tyson's performance? And also, what did you make of Deontay's um, whole suit situation? You know, he said that he was 40 pounds too heavy and his legs were too weak. Mate, it's just ridiculous. I don't like any excuses in boxing. It doesn't matter if you have the excuse. Like, when I went on one prize fight with a tall ligament in me, in me knuckle. I had three fights that night with a tall ligament from the previous fight. You know, so... I still won it that night, so it's like you can make excuses or you can you can just not come up with excuses. Just take the feel like a man. I would have took, had way more respect from him if you had just said, you know what, the better man won on night. As simple as that. Uh, I thought Tyson Fury boxed amazingly. Um, I was very very impressed, as always I am. Um, the man speaks it and he, he sees. Literally, it. he spoke it into uh, reality. Spoke it into existence, and do you know what, he does. He's done that his whole career, so. 
Nah, fair play to Tyson, he's, he's a legend. The, the heavyweight belts are in England now, and uh, we want to see that big fight between AJ and Fury. Who would win that fight if that eventually did get made? I don't know, do you know what, it's a very exciting fight, but I just, I'd have to go with my man Tyson Fury just for the simple fact that he's never came up short against anyone, you know, and I just feel like, uh, I feel, obviously AJ has, you know, so just recently, so I think, um, I think Ruiz showed that he can be beaten and he's not invincible. But there's no one who's been able to do that to Fury. And it's not because Fury's a big hitter, he's a scary man. He's just annoying and hard to hit, you know what I mean? He keeps fainting and he, he's very tricky, he's awkward. Um, he's, just, he's just a great fighter. I have a lot of respect for Tyson Fury. And I think, I think his actual power and his boxing game is un underestimated. You have to have power when you're 19 stone. Yeah, of course you do. But the thing is, because he has a fat belly that everyone thinks that he's not great. Man, the man hits hard, and he, but he, when he's heaviest, he's at his best, you know? So, I just think he's a, he's a phenomenal athlete, and uh, it's just mad that he has the body shape that he has. It just goes to show that we all don't have to be ripped, and he's, he's a heavyweight. He doesn't have to be making weight, you know what I mean? So, he doesn't have to be cutting his calories. I think he boxes at his best when he's when he's up 19 down, and he proved that he proved that the other weekend, you know? So, well, all right, John, all the best on Saturday night, and I appreciate your time. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and also hit the bell button so that you can get alerts every time we upload a new video. But honestly, this fight was so important to get the W. For me, for JD, for the supporters, I feel like this fight, for me honestly, it was so important for us to be victorious. And that's why it had to be a punch perfect fight. Welcome back to Road to Undisputed. And I am joined today by the two-time <laughs> Unified World Heavyweight Champion, AJ. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Good to have you. You too. All right, we've done this before. Yes. We know what it is. But before we get into the fight, well, it's been six months yeah. since we lost in this. Yeah. Um, there's been a few changes. Yeah. Or you made a few changes. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people after the first fight were saying, AJ needs to make some changes or change a trainer. You were always saying, I'm not going to change, yeah. but I'm going to add. Yeah. What did that do for you? What did you add? It was about adding different aspects to what boxing is. I think boxing is a sweet science. And I feel like in football, you have different coaches. Like you have a pass coach, a drill coach. And me and Rob, we done a lot as, as a one-on-one -on -one yeah. team. But it was at a stage now where so many eyes are on us, um, we couldn't afford to make any mistakes yeah. and I felt like um, so if I'm taking you on the pad it was yeah. important to have a second pair of eyes and even a third pair of eyes saying listen your hands are low your balance is out and just watching every aspect of the game so we added these guys who could kind of come together as a team and everyone's working as a unit yeah. to create greatness after the last fight yeah. there was a lot of people saying um, you know AJ, is he going to be able to adapt fast mm. enough? Six months isn't a long time, not in, not in boxing. Correct. So yeah. there were a lot of people doubting whether you would be able to make the changes necessary. I feel it's always been in there. Yeah. It's always been there for this style of fight and this style of fighter in particular. And the occasion that I just had, there was a lot on yeah. the line in terms of his confidence was high in terms of just getting the right sparring, in, in terms of um, adopting the right style to beat an opponent like that, and having the discipline to do it over a long period of time, like the four 12 rounds. These were like the four major changes. You mentioned sparring partners. Yeah. Um, you brought in the American camp. Yeah, the yeah, gang. yeah, the gang. And they got you ready. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
we spoke to Tim Mayhem actually, and he yeah. said that he said you were ready. He said you yeah. were razor sharp. Yeah. Do you feel like the sparring partners this time round, knowing that you had a full camp for Ruiz, that was exactly what you needed? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Sparring is a is a big aspect of training. It's the closest thing to the fight. Yeah. Also, along with the extra coaches and Rob working as a team, that that and the sparring, the right sparring, played a massive part in victory. Even though inspiring, I'll take more risks. I'm still, I'm still working on this new type of yeah. aspect of boxing, but in the fight, it worked. The simplicity uh, took us to victory, yeah. and um, that which was using my strengths. The first fight, I worked at his strengths, where I was trying to knock him out, yeah. box him on the inside. This fight, I nullified his strengths, and I think I kind of made him look like a novice to a certain yeah. degree. Yeah. And I, I think I won like 11 out of the 12 rounds, which was a positive knowing what we had just come from and then I think now looking forward into the new year if I can go for another six months so that last six months that six months now yeah. will make a year of working on a lot of techniques so I think my next fight will be very interesting as we got closer to the fight obviously it was the weigh-in yeah you weighed in at 17 stone yeah everyone kind of assumed you'd be around that weight just because we'd seen you in yeah, the up yeah, to the yeah. Fight. Ruiz came in at 20 stone yeah over 20 stone yeah did that change anything in your mindset? Okay, so I, I listened, I've done a lot of listening to what they say as well. And they said that they lost a bit of weight during camp and they said that they put the weight back on. His trainer said, so what we've done, we put weight back on because Andy Ruiz was going for a lot more power in this fight and he felt stronger. Then Andy kept on saying, everyone has a plan until they get punched. So I thought, okay. So married the two together, I thought Ruiz is looking for a big shot, a knockout shot. So. I thought this is going to be my chance to box clever. So um, I just look at it as well, like, you know, in the lower weights, if a man's like 4kg heavier than you, yeah. they're like, oh, we're not fighting. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, coming yeah. over yeah. the weight limit. And then Ruiz was freestone heavier. So I thought, let me box clever because if I box to his advantages, then I might find myself in a sticky situation. Exactly. So I just took away his strengths and used them to my benefit. Then it is the fight night. So we're going to go and do our review. We'll go straight into yeah. round one. The rematch. We've all been waiting for. Okay, so here I'm thinking of everything I've learned. To rumble in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. At this point, it's only 30 seconds into the first fight, but it looks like you've already got your range. Yeah, you've got to establish your range. Being in a position where a fighter can't hit you is a great place. Yeah. Boxing is also a fight where you have to use your legs. And I feel like the legs won this fight. This is round one, yeah. and already you've established your range. Mm -hmm. You've got him on the end of the jab. You landed a big right hand, yeah. cut him. Everything is going perfectly, I'm guessing, right? It's going to plan. So yeah. establishing the range, um, using the legs, getting the legs activated. And also, that, that shot wasn't so much of a one-two, because I knew I was in range. I could just be like, boom. And that right hand there was more of a range finder with the left pull the hand out of the way and just shoot the right hand. Yeah. And it wasn't like a straight right like that, it kind of chopped yeah. down and I think yeah. the, that's yeah. what ripped the skin because yeah. it hits the face and it yeah. pulls it down. That's what ripped the skin and um, we was on to a good start for sure. First round, Joshua. So it's a thinking man's game. Yep. It's a real thinking man's game this fight. Landed See, a left hook of your own. But interestingly, if you look at the first fight, yeah. 
we both landed the same left hook and that's when he followed up with the left at right hand yeah. and I went down. Yeah. So this time I was aware and I thought, okay, that's not playing to my advantage. Yeah. If you look at this left hook here, then before he would follow exactly. up. Exactly, yeah. That there, that you're doing right there, for me, <laughs> yeah. was the biggest difference for the whole fight. <laughs> the feints, in the first fight, when you were in close, yeah. he seemed to have the advantage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then immediately I had a clinch in the, in the second round, you land a big shot. Because he does it to me all the time. Yeah. So I thought, right, this is how he wants to fight. Let's fight that way. But so. you see, like, a lot of people would have said, going into this fight, AJ, as long as it's on the outside, has all the advantages. Yeah. But as soon as it gets close, he'll have big problems with Bruce. Yeah, which he will yeah. always have big problems yeah, with yeah. Bruce. He's but, got this shot. I know exactly what it is, but he doesn't let you off on the inside, yeah. which is his advantage. So, as you said, is where I'll have more problems than not if I try and go to war with him on the inside. But you landed your shot from the clinch and got out. Yeah. I don't know if many people would have picked up on it, but when you're blocking the left hook, mm -hmm. the hand's high on the head, <laughs> like really high on the head. Yeah. So that I'm presuming a shot like in the first fight can't happen again. He may have thought, okay, that left hook was my success. So I just knew the best way to counter it is either move up the way or... So we're in, we're in round three, yeah. and he has had little to no success. But he's so patient, yeah. you know something's bubbling, and that's the concentration and discipline, is yeah. to say, okay, even though I'm having my success, the question was, for a few people after six rounds, is how long can Joshua keep this up now? Exactly. Yeah. And on the same pattern, he's changing, he's going to his left, he's going to his right. This is confusing. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> nah. The left to the body. <laughs> Round four, he starts to try and put on a bit more pressure. He's got a seek and destroy type of um, style. So he was definitely searching for the opportunity for sure. However, it was just about nullifying him and making him know that if number one, if you do come in, there's something that's gonna meet you down the middle. And if you do manage to have a success and come past my jab, I'm not gonna be there. So I'm gonna keep my distance and keep my movement fluid and make it difficult for him on both aspects. See this combo here? Yeah. That same combo here, yeah? The clinch. And then the right uppercut. Left hook, yep. uppercut, left hook. Yeah. He tries to put on a bit of pressure. Yeah. Land a couple of shots. Yeah. But you were unfazed in many ways. Like, it, it was just a bit of pressure. You knew it was going to come eventually. Yeah. I think I was well prepared, well geared up for this type of competition. There's going to be tough times in a fight, especially that this, this is a world championship level fight. So it was just about staying calm and controlled. Now is not my moment. There's that left hook. He did land the left hook. I feel like at that point, a lot of people would have been like, oh, let's see what happens now. <laughs> He's given away three stones. It's the left hook. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, been talking yeah, yeah, so much yeah, yeah. about that left hook. Yeah. You took that left hook well. Did any shot worry you? There was a, not worry me, but there was only a good shot where he threw a great double jab which made me want to start trading with him because it's, it's a disrespectful thing to get hit. Yeah. So I was like, oh, he hit me, he hit me, you know what I'm saying? This is my night. Both of them. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah? So I was like, okay, let's, let's go. Yeah. And uh, I had to be like, Whoosh. the tide is in his favour right now. Yeah. By my time, the tide will turn back in my favour and I'll take control of the fight again. But honestly, this fight was so important to get the W. Yeah. For me, for JD, for the supporters, I feel like this fight, for me, honestly, 
it was so important for us to be victorious. Um, and that's why it had to be a punch perfect fight. Ruiz, who's fouling now, round six, halfway <laughs> in, yeah. leaning on you, throwing shots to the body when the ref's clearly saying break. Does that do anything psychologically to you? Well, when he's leaning on me like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you know he's fouling. I felt the power when he was in yeah. Boom, boom, you can feel yeah. his strength. But did you like think him. at that point he's getting frustrated? Yeah, but, and it makes me think he's looking for any... Op so, so concentration. Yeah. Back to my concentration. Any opportunity slash any mistake I make, that's where he's going to capitalise. And it doesn't matter if it was um, an illegal shot or a legal shot. He just wanted to make sure... You know, he was landing punches. Into the second half of the fight we go. There's different aspects of the game of boxing, right? So everyone will tell you as a tall fighter versus a short fighter, keep it long, keep it long, keep it long. Sometimes it becomes virtually impossible to do that all the yeah. time. It's bullying. It's literally yeah. bullying. Yeah. You shell up and walk them you back. Shell up yeah. and walk them back to a certain degree. That one as well. It's just like the other one. We're going to improve that. We're going to improve that. And I think this was the round that we started to try. You tried it. Yeah. You tried it. My own fault. So the referee saying, "Look at me. I'm like, nah, blood. <laughs> I'm fighting Andrew Ruiz, Holmes." That yeah. shot. That was the one where I thought, "Ooh." Okay. Then he goes again. Yeah. So I threw something back. I thought, "Okay, cool." But the legs look fine. Bouncing yeah. around. You just know it's just a bit of pressure. This is a 20-stone fight on. Yeah. He's going to have a moment in the fight. You walk back to your, your corner, talking to him. <laughs> yeah. So you were obviously fine. The legs didn't stiffen up or anything like that. It, you seemed fine. It was just he had his moment in. He that was moment, yeah. his moment in the fight. Yeah. That's it. The tide That's his 30 seconds. is in his direction, yeah. yeah? I told him, I don't back down. And then yeah. you gave him something to think about straight away after, after he'd been trying to stalk you, basically. Tide slowly changing again. Three to go. Championship rounds. Round 10, still three rounds to go. Yep. This is his last moment to secure this fight and I think he knows he needs a knockout. So they have to tell the ref to move. <laughs> <laughs> Championship rounds. Yeah, man. So let's go out here, 11th round. At this point, how do you feel in terms of fitness? Brilliant. Do you feel better than you felt in previous fights? Yeah. But that's due to experience as well. Going through what I went through, training harder than I train, training smarter than I train, and praying hard as well, praying for my victory. Obviously, you're still aging. So we know that the fight is effectively won in terms of if you continue performing like this, you've won the fight. Correct. You've got your belts back. So for the ones who rode with me, and I mean that, like JD, my partners, my, my companies and that, like that, rode with me, this win was about us. Because we've seen some Modric Taylor against uh, yeah. Cesar Chavez, Jermaine Taylor against Carl Froch. Yeah. So many stories of yeah. a guy dominating a fight in the 12th round, it going to pop. So if there's any time I was going to find motivation, it was going to be in the 12th round. Yeah, we're nearly there. Yeah. We're nearly there. Now is the time as the finishing line draws closer and closer to Joshua. And at this point, yeah. 10 seconds to go, he's frustrated. Yeah, he's And he can't. stands in the middle of the ring, points to the canvas, and he wants a phone box fight. I said, you, got, you had 12 rounds to have make it a phone box fight. 
I fought my fight, you fought your fight. It was a draw out. It was a complete yeah, draw exactly. We get through it. The belts are back. We back. That's that look. And that is, that is yeah. a, a yeah. punch perfect performance in many ways. Like a lot of people would, would not have thought you could do that inside six months mm -hmm. without using brute force yeah. to beat him. It's great experience. Great experience, yeah. Um, it was needed, it was, it was very much needed um, to myself and as I said to us. Yeah. We're back, the belts are back home. What's next? More fights and more development because I'm gonna smash through this division next year. I'm gonna remain champion. Party back on Behind the Gloves with another interview. I'm joined by the one and only Ricky Hyde. And Ricky, I know you've got uh, not much time, so let's get straight to it. Ibrahim Nadim on the card. Uh, tell the fans uh, what they can expect from him. What style does he bring uh, to the ring? Well, he's got a good engine. You know, I mean, he, he likes to get stuck in. I mean, bearing in mind his frame, he's, he's tall and slender. But he likes to have a fight. As you can imagine, winning the ABA title, he's got lots of ability all under the sun. And, it's a big thank you to Eddie Earn and the Matchroom team for giving him the opportunity to showcase what he's got. And they don't come, certainly in Great Britain, they don't come bigger stages than the Manchester Arena. And it's a great chance for him. For sure. And moving on, uh, we're going to be talking about the Wilder Fury fight that happened. And I overheard you uh, talking about Tyson Texas. He changed the whole team because he wanted to change his uh, approach. And it seemed like it paid off. How impressed were you with Tyson? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I, uh, I, I, I thought he should have... Um, I'd have told him to move a little bit more, but, but, but sit on his chest a little bit more and smother his work and, and mess him about a little bit, which, uh, which I thought that was a tactic, but still box on the move. Yeah. But he didn't, he, uh, he just stayed on his chest, bullied him, stayed close. And um, fair play, it takes a lot of courage to have them tactics against someone like Wilder. But I think, you know, inside of the ring and outside of the ring, one thing Tyson has never been short of his courage with what he's been through. Um, a lot of people are saying that's taken away Wilder's sort of aura that he had. Do you think that that's the, that's the true statement? Uh, I think I don't think people should start thinking that because I think the minute you start thinking that, I think that <laughs> the next one in line could come uh, could come a cropper. I can't say I wouldn't advise anybody to go in there and say that Wilder's bubbles burst as far as his punching goes. But uh, no, I um, no, I just I just think you know he'll probably want to come back with a vengeance. I think he'll probably feel a bit embarrassed about the way he got beat. So I think he'll come back stronger and harder, yeah. What do you make of his um, 40 pound sort of suit excuse? You know, he was saying that the suit that he was wearing was too heavy, his legs were gone before the fight started. I don't know which one was the funniest. The, the suit was too heavy, or David A's big toe excuse. <laughs> but no, I mean, the first time you put the suit on, if it's too heavy, you don't use it, do you? You, you see, sort of so I can't believe it. I think if he just turned around and said, you know what, better man won he, fair play. I didn't expect the tactics. Fair play to him, you know, I took me out of to him. He caught me cold. I didn't expect him to do that, you know, but he won't get me like he won't get me next time in with them tactics. I think that's the way uh, that's the way, but I think start making an excuse. I think it's clear he just lost to a better man who was Hey my fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and also hit the bell button so that you can get alerts every time we upload a new video.
Oscar Bevis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here in Manchester at the open workout for Saturday night show, headlined by Scott Quigg and John O'Carroll. I'm joined by Mr. Ricky Hatton. How are you, sir? Great, yeah, lovely. Great to be here. Ibrahim Nadim, tell us a little bit about him. Um, looks good on the pads, but you can look good on the pads without me, good in the ring. How good is he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's only a youngster, he's only had one pro fight. Um, but yeah, he, he won the ABA, he's very talented. Um, and I've got, you know, exciting things about him. You know, we've just got to. Uh, let him keep going the way he's going, get a few four-rounders under his belt. But um, it's very good for him at such a young age to be given a chance from Eddie Earl, you know, uh, in the matchroom team to showcase his talents, you know, on a, such a big stage when you look at, you know, British boxing events. They don't come bigger than the Manchester Arena, do they? And it's, uh, it's a great opportunity for Eddie to, to show what he's got. Of course, if he gets a win in his career on the right path, we'll make it right to the top. But is he fan-friendly? What can the fans expect from Ibrahim on Saturday night? He's very, very quiet, but he's, uh, he's, got, the, he's got a right, a great sense of humour. He's, uh, he's a little bit... Because he's so quiet, he's in, in the gym, he'll he take the piss out of you and you won't know he's doing it. <laughs> you know, he's, one of the, he's one of them, so he's great to train, train from a lovely family. And um, he's in the, the bantamweight, the super bantamweight division. And as you can appreciate, you know... If you, you get up to title level pretty quick because there's not as many of them knocking about with him being so, so young, um, it's, you know, it's, it's my job and um, and his manager Paul Speak and, and, and Eddie actually is with match rooms, you know, for us to just pick the right times, uh, when to move him on, when to hold him back, when he needs a test, when he needs a step up in class. But, you know, he's, he's got one of the best teams behind him in order to do that, I believe, you know, so just got to see... Uh, See how he progresses, but I think people will like him. Just following Ibrahim, how active can we expect him to be this year? Very active, to be honest with you. I mean, he's, he's one of his best attributes is his engine. He, uh, he never seems to, to get tired. and um, So I think it's, it's apparent that as soon as he can get off the four-rounders, because, I mean, it's only one, one round more than the amateurs. It's, you know, sometimes he give the opponents half a chance, but there's no one at the level he should be fighting that should be beating him. But I think, you know, he's got such a good engine, such a good, uh, you know, just such a good tank on him. I think the sooner he gets up to championship level, I think that's when we'll see the absolute, uh, absolute best of him. Because uh, he can go, go forever like a little energizer bunny, yeah. The talk at the moment is all about the heavyweights. We've had White Povetkin announced today, Joshua Pulev announced yesterday or the day before. Fury Wilder free, we know Wilder's going to sort of uh, enact that rematch clause for the third fight. Um, talk to us about... Fury Wilder 2, a spectacular performance from Tyson, sum it up for us. Brilliant to be honest with you, I, um, I wouldn't give him the tactics, when I look back in hindsight, I wouldn't give him the tactics, I give him, you know what I said, listen, box at a distance, but instead of constantly moving, I'd have said try and smother him a little bit more and lean on him, but Tyson did the opposite, he just come straight out and, and give it him and put it, put it on him, and, um, which is very, very dangerous tactics, but when I think nobody should have known that better than me, because I used the same fights the Kosciuszko fight, you know, everyone who normally run away, run away from him, normally gets knocked out. But I put put it on Kosciuszko and made him quit. And and I think Kosciuszko wasn't used to it, and I think John T. Wilder certainly wasn't used to it. That was something new he's had to cope with. I mean, normally as everybody so and rightly so is scared of his power and his punching power, they normally give ground and run away from him. But um, he had to deal with something new there. Tyson got caught with a right hand in the first round, went straight through it, put it on him. And I think, he's, I think his bottle went, because he's never had to deal with something like that before. But, I mean, that's credit to Tyson. Because, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, tricky tactics. 
but they paid off and um, made up for them. Just finally, if we look into the future, it seems like we've finally got Joshua and Fury's fights lining up and there's a real path now to the undisputed fight, providing they both do their jobs against Pulev and Wilder respectively. Um, talk to us about that fight, how you think that could go and play out and I can imagine you're back in Tyson for the win. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think the high majority would do. I mean, Tyson shows he can he can fight and have it out with you. He showed he can box and make you miss. Um, I just think you know Joshua has very good boxing ability in that. But I just think from a speed aspect and close quarters when he's on your chest, Tyson is a, is a real pain in the ass. I just think um, Tyson has got all the tools to do it. I just hope it happens. It should happen. I think um, I think it's one of them where you know there's, there's Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren and BT and Sky TV. Sometimes it makes fights difficult when you've got rival promoters and rival TV stations and that. But I hope you can um, get to and do what's right, do what's right for for the heavyweight division, really, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's a it's a fight. I think we all need to see two the best in the business, Eddie and Frank Warren. Just a case of getting it together, do the right things, you know, no one be greedy than the, the other. <laughs> and, um, and hopefully we can get it on you. Yeah. Ricky, thanks for giving me some of your time. Pleasure.